So um, we, need to, we need to get our hearts in a place where there is zero offense. Okay? So it's a short word. There's, there's many things that we can say about this. But, um, but I, I want to share this now. So Matthew chapter 11. When Jesus had finished his charge to his 12 disciples, he left there to teach and to preach in their Galilean cities. Now, when John in prison heard about the activities of Christ, he sent a message by his disciples and asked him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we keep on expecting a different one? Okay, this is now John the Baptist, and he's asking, he's now in prison. He's asking, Are you the one, or should we wait for another one? But it is him that says, there is the Lamb of God that comes to take away the sins of the world. Okay? It is Him who said, I am not worthy to loosen His shoelaces. Okay? After me, I baptize with water, but after me comes someone who baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Okay? Now He's in prison. And in John 3 verse 30, He said, I must decrease... He must increase. And now he's decreasing. He's in prison. Okay? So now he's asking, are you the one? Okay. Are you the one that was to come? Or should we keep on expecting a different one? Jesus replied to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. Go and report to John what you hear and what you see. Remember in Acts chapter 4, the Pharisees arrested Peter and John because in Acts chapter 3, they healed that man that was, you know, the crippled man that was begging. Okay? So the man was healed. There was a miracle performed. Okay? So the Pharisees got very offended. Okay? And... In Acts chapter 4, Peter said, Whether it is right in your sight that we obey you rather than God, you must decide for yourselves. But we cannot help but to testify of what we heard and saw. So what did they hear and see? Signs and wonders and miracles. If there's one thing that causes offense in the church, it's signs and wonders and miracles. If there's one thing that causes especially very intellectual academic types to be offended, it's signs and wonders and miracles in where God powerfully uses people who are not eloquent. People who are not learned like Peter. People who, uh, who shouldn't actually qualify for that. So there's offense when people see the fruit Oh, that preacher is younger than me. So now I'm offended at him because he's bearing more fruit than me. No, be inspired. There are many preachers that's younger than me that's doing much more than I am. And I'm learning from them. Okay, There's many preachers that's prophesying world events like you can't believe younger than me. I'm not the measurement. <laughs> if I see Jesus in someone, I'm saying, oh, Lord, help me. Let's walk in what they have also. Okay, so anyone can do that. 
So um, just because your church board doesn't agree doesn't mean that you shouldn't disagree, shouldn't agree. Okay, <laughs> either way, <laughs> the, point is, the point is you shouldn't, just because there's a group of people that disagrees with miracles, doesn't mean that you should also close your heart to what God is doing. And if God is using someone, especially someone that is young, don't be offended. Praise God for it and see how you can learn. Humble your heart and go receive. Because the Holy Spirit is much older than all of us. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has been there forever. And it's Him that's doing it. So if I want to learn, I need to learn from the Holy Spirit. So sometimes we need to just put our own importance to the side a little bit. Okay, and see what is God doing in this person's life? What is God doing in that person's life? Okay, especially when it comes to the gifts and the things of the Holy Spirit. Like, man, if I see someone and they, and they um, have services, not dead services, but alive services. Services where people roll around on the ground and scream and cry out for God and people fall and pray in tongues. And I have such a desire for more of that. Then I say, Lord Jesus, do it here. Okay? So it inspires me to go into the secret place and to, to hear from God and to, to seek God out for what I just saw in someone else's life. Okay? So what it does is it, it challenges my lack of power. Preachers, if, if someone is walking in more power and, and they're... The power, the power of the Holy Ghost in their life is more than what you see, then just be challenged. Just take it. Just understand, okay, this guy's got power and I don't. Just be real. <laughs> and then say, Lord, do it with me. And receive. And then you go for it too. Okay? So it doesn't matter. Say you wasted 10 years and now you're stuck with dead services. Don't. Okay? Then go for alive services. Okay? If you haven't laid hands on the sick and saw them heal, start now. Yeah. And if someone is doing it and seeing results, see what are they doing right. Yeah. Don't always think what are they doing wrong. Yeah. Rather see what are they doing right. And if you have a website criticizing all these people, then... Just shut it down. Just stop the website. <laughs> so rather go to these people and learn from them and, and receive from them and you start doing it yourself. What does it help that none of us do miracles and we all have websites criticizing people who have miracles? Who's that going to help? No one. It's not going to help anyone. Oh, I'm trying to warn people. Against what? Against God. Doesn't make sense. Okay. So Paul, oh Paul, John the Baptist was in prison. Yeah. He says... Are you the one, or should we wait for another one? Jesus replied, go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is he who takes no offense at me. And finds no cause for stumbling in or through me and is not hindered from seeing the truth. 
Then as these men went their way, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? What did you go out to see then? A man clothed in soft garments? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in houses of kings. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you. And one out of the common, more eminent and more remarkable and superior to a prophet. This is the one of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who shall make ready your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Okay. Born of woman, natural birth, none greater than John the Baptist. Greatest of the Old Testament prophets. But in the kingdom, that means born again, born from the spirit, even the least, greater than he. Okay, which implies something. You cannot be born again when you're offended at Jesus. So if you're religious and you're offended at Jesus, you are withstanding the Holy Spirit. So uh, if you got offended later and you did get born again, then you're born again at least. But for someone who is not born again, who is offended at Jesus, just like any atheist, uh, they, they can't receive it. Okay? That offense causes them not to receive the new birth. Okay, so always be natural birth born from women. So the offense thing, this is what I want to get to, is natural. Even though there's a spirit behind it, or a mindset, or a principality behind it, it's a natural thing. Okay, it's natural for human beings to be offended, and for human beings to take offense and to judge. That's the lower nature, the pointing of the finger, the calling of names, the backbiting, the, the, uh, Paul calls it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and he says, what is this party thing? There's all these, these parties and sects, and there is all these different groups, and this one says, I'm for Paul, and this one says, I'm for Apollos. He says, hey, Paul... It's just a servant. We preach Christ crucified and ourselves as servants. So Paul is a servant of God. Apollos is a servant of God. The one sowed and the other one watered. But the Holy Spirit brought the increase. Okay. So one, one preacher, can't, it can't be like a political party. Oh, I'm with this preacher. Oh, I'm with it. Well, I'm with Jesus. Okay. And I love everyone who loves Jesus. And then Jesus calls us to love the world also. <laughs> okay? So all these offenses, Jesus said, hey, if they, if it, they take your, your one garment, give them the other garment. If they hit you in the side of the face, turn your head and turn your other cheek and let them eat that one too. If someone makes you walk one mile, walk two miles. Why offend it? Okay? Now, if someone had a right to be offended or judgmental or wrathful towards an, a group of people, it would be God towards humanity. It would be Jesus towards us. 
But Jesus' character is, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Okay. So, uh, when, uh, when the two brothers of Jesus was uh, walking with him, uh, I think, sons of thunder, okay, they said, let's call down fire from heaven. He says, hey, you do not know of which spirit you are. You don't know of which spirit you are. So, offense or anger or wrath or judgment seems to be the go-to answer for many people. And so many people um, are, especially in the political arena, are so offended with one another that everything becomes polarized. So people don't think normally anymore. People can't see both sides to an issue. It's always, as long as what I'm saying is different from them, I'm okay. And now, if both groups do that, and now there's this great divide, it's not necessary. Why not look to what we can agree on? So in different churches, why are we so afraid of what someone else says that's different from what I say? If it's not true, it's not true. I get it. And I don't let it enter into my heart. And the moment someone says something because I love the word, there's a scripture that comes up and I know the Holy Spirit says, this is not it, don't receive it. Yeah. So live in the word and receive from the Holy Spirit in the word. And then when someone else says it, it's not a threat. Okay? But what I'm saying is, uh, just because someone doesn't have the revelation that I have, doesn't mean that we can't be friends. Doesn't mean that we can't... Uh, live in a relationship because I can be an influence to someone if I come with a good attitude of heart and I love someone and that love can turn someone's heart and someone can receive a revelation from me okay so I'm I'm not going to live a life being afraid of what everyone else says okay I don't want to be offended at what anyone says Okay, I think it's better to just love people. I would rather build a bridge than to burn it. Yeah. Okay, for sure the truth is the truth. Yeah. I mean, there's the truth, and the truth is the gospel, and the truth is Jesus Christ. And there's, there's no stepping away from that. And I'm not saying let's compromise the truth. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying let's not be offended at people just because we associate them with someone let's not be offended at people just because uh, they walk in a certain stream in the church and they preach a certain thing um, if if i want to influence the world then the world need to open their hearts and receive what i have to say and that will happen when when I present myself in a way that is like Jesus. Jesus wasn't afraid. So Jesus would stand up, and in the midst of the Pharisees, he would just correct them. Yeah. Boldly. I mean, gentle Jesus going there into the temple and turning over the table, so you're turning my father's house into a robber's den with a whip. John chapter 2. <laughs> okay, Mark 11, where he 
he's on the way to the temple and he saw the fig tree and he cursed the fig tree and the thing withered. He was, he was thinking the whole night. He took the whole night and he, and he braided this, this whip, thinking of what he, it was not a fit of rage. He was premeditated and he was very firm and strong. So it was not just taking offense. It says, the zeal for my father's house consumed him. It's the, what the word says. Okay. But now, so to the people who, who was um, taking the scripture and twisting it and turning it, having no desire to know God, just to control the people, he was like a bear. <laughs> he was like a lion, okay? So, but then he would eat with sinners. And he would be associated with them. And the religious people took offense at him because he associated with a sinner. Okay. So, um, when we are associated with someone and they make a mistake, it shouldn't threaten us because we are associated with Jesus. If we are associated with someone and they do something that we disagree with, guess what? It's not a threat to us. It's not a threat to Jesus. Because love is greater. So how about we just love one another? How about we just love one another and extend to one another the forgiveness that we believe Jesus has extended to us? Okay? So if someone says something and I don't agree, then I don't agree. It's okay. But love, we all can agree on love. We all can agree on forgiveness, okay? If I, let me turn my attention to the camera, to everyone watching. <laughs> if I hold a grudge against you, I'm killing myself. It's like, uh, there's that quote, I don't even know who said it, I can't remember. But it said, it's like taking slow poison, thinking it will kill someone else. Okay, holding a grudge and taking offense. So taking offense is first and foremost a bad deal for me. If I don't forgive, I am receiving judgment into my heart and my thoughts are contaminated with the law. Okay? If I have judgment and wrath in my heart towards someone, even though we preach the gospel, even though we preach forgiveness, now there's that judgment in my heart. That judgment is a mixture between law and grace. So I can preach the word and the, the content of the word can be the perfect, most pure gospel message. Alright? So, but if I have judgment in my heart, I'm mixing law. Because I'm believing something about myself that's not true. And I'm believing something about someone else that's not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit says, you are forgiven. I am forgiven. Yeah. So I believe I am forgiven. And therefore, I believe you are forgiven. Yeah. So for me, I'm speaking for myself, Gareth. I do not have the right to judge you. I do not have the right to be offended at you. I do not have the right to condemn you. To keep a grudge, to hold a grudge towards you. I don't care who you are. Let me say this. If I'm offended at you, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm offended at you, I'm wrong. 
And say, for instance, because of my weakness, it happens for, for a while. The Holy Spirit will make it apparent. I promise you that. <laughs> and I will open up my heart and receive grace for me and for you. Okay? Because in my heart, I don't want judgment towards someone else. So this is someone, something that I saw in the lives of two people that I know. Okay? The one, Prophet Kobus. I saw he, he forgave people. I mean, people persecuted him like crazy for no reason. And he would forgive them on the spot. And when they walk into his house later for some reason, they would feel all awkward, but he would just greet them like he would greet his children. Nothing in his heart towards them. That stood out to me. Okay. And then another one that I saw that's walking in this, Marnas now from Potchefstroom. In a second, he can just turn to God and receive grace. And his, his heart is just under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Never holding on to a grudge. Okay? I learn from that. Okay? And I take that into my heart. And I say, Whew, there's a better life than being offended. <laughs> Even being momentarily offended at someone that drives slowly. <laughs> Listen, no offense is of God. It, is, it says, James chapter 1, it's actually, incidentally, the very first scripture in the very first sermon that I heard Prophet Kobus ever read. In the 15th of September, 2001. And it said, James 1, man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. <laughs> so, get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. Oh, so, that means, from offense, from man's anger can grow other kinds of wickedness. So how do I get rid of it? It says, in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive the word which rooted and implanted in your heart contains the power to save your soul. So I want my soul, my emotions, my thoughts, my awareness, my consciousness, whoo, to be completely void of offense. I don't want any offense in my heart. So, um, bless you. I don't want to be offended at you, whoever you are. And also, now I want to impart this to you. If there's anyone that has offended you for, for your relationship with Jesus' sake, let it go. <laughs> Receive forgiveness from Jesus for the offense that you took. Then also, Receive recompense from Jesus for whatever someone did wrong towards you. And know that Jesus will bring forgiveness to the other person also. And so everyone lives without offense and in love. All right? So I don't have to try and sort this out and you did this, now I must do this, tit for tat, eye for an eye. Hey, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Okay? So how about we receive the forgiveness that Jesus has in his heart for us and then bring that forgiveness to other people as well. So that's in Ephesians and in Colossians. Um, Ephesians 5, 4, 4. And, and Colossians chapter 3 says, As Christ has forgiven us, so must we forgive. Okay. So as our offenses have been cancelled, God has no offense towards us. So also, let's not hold on to any offense toward anyone else. Okay. So if I'm 
if someone is wrong and they did something towards me, if I take offense, I'm wrong. Yeah. What does it help? I held on to a grudge for 10 years because someone did something or said something. For 10 years, that person didn't think about it. They forgot about it. They, but you carry a burden for, for what? For what reason? Okay. <laughs> so you're only burdening yourself. If you, if you hold on to grudges, hold on to offenses. Even your boss. <laughs> or your co-worker, your colleague, or whoever. Okay. Acts chapter 24. Let's start at verse 15 because we never read verse 15. Having the same hope in God which these themselves hold and look for that there is to be a resurrection both of the righteous and the unrighteous. Therefore, I always exercise and discipline myself, mortifying my body, deadening my carnal affections, my bodily appetites and my worldly desires, endeavoring in all respects to have a clear, unshaken, blameless conscience, void of offense toward God and toward men. So there's discipline involved. So what is discipline? Discipline is I choose what I really want in the long run over what I want in the short run. The problem with offense, the problem with pain, the problem with judgment is at that moment we feel justified and we want to feel it. So we can choose. <laughs> Yesterday's message, rejoice. Rejoice is a choice. Okay? Rejoice. So even if someone did something against me and it affected me negatively, let's rejoice. Okay. So I need to exercise my conscience, my heart, to be void of offense toward God and towards man. So it is a carnal desire to want to hold on to offense. And I would rather like to hold on to love and forgiveness. Love and forgiveness go together like this. Luke chapter 7. Those who are forgiven much will love much. Okay? So imagine if someone did something wrong. They know it. They, f they feel the condemnation of it already. Yeah. Now imagine the effect I can have on that person's life. Bringing forgiveness for a debt they can never repay. Okay? So remember Luke chapter 7, there was this woman that was um, at the feet of Jesus. Okay? And uh, she... Jesus was eating at the Pharisee Simon's house. And this woman came in and she kissed his feet. And she wet his feet with her tears. And she dried it off with her hair. And then she anointed his feet with costly perfume. It cost a year's wages. Now the Pharisee took offense at Jesus. And he said in his heart, if this was a prophet, he would have known what an evil woman this is, how wicked this woman is. The Bible says she was an especially wicked sinner, 
devoted to sin. <laughs> so, yeah. Now imagine, this is someone that people feel justified feeling offended towards, holding grudges about. People who, in the world's eyes, don't make it. Okay? Like immoral and all that. But Jesus didn't. He forgave her. The Pharisee didn't forgive her. Jesus also forgave the Pharisee. And the Pharisee didn't even realize it. Okay? So, Jesus said to the Pharisee, there were two debtors, one owed little, one, one owed a lot. And when the debt collector, or the, I don't know, I maybe say the wrong words, the one that they owed, the debt collector, when he, when he came, none of them could pay their, their debts. The one that owed little, the one that owed much, neither could pay. He forgave them both. So Jesus said to the, to the Pharisee, Simon, who would love the most? And he said, I gather, I take it the one that has been forgiven the most. He says, sure, look at this woman. Since I walked in here, she's been kissing my feet and anointing it with oil and washing my feet with her tears and drying it with her hair, kissing my feet. And you didn't even give my hair oil or my my wash my feet with water. You didn't offer me a kiss. You didn't greet me. You didn't show me any love or any honor. So both were forgiven when he walked in. So who is loving the most? The one who was forgiven the most. So now, if someone did something towards you, imagine what a lifelong friend you will make. Imagine what a lifelong um, I want to say commitment, but it's not really, what's the word that I'm looking for? Loyalty. You'll get from one person. When they didn't uh, deserve it, you forgave them. Why? Because of the love that is in your heart. So we live out of who we are in Christ. And we do not live out of who others are who don't know who they are in Christ. You live out of who you know you are. And then nothing that anyone does can shake you. Because who are you? I am love. I am forgiveness. I am grace. I am mercy. And I am the influence then I don't have to be scared about what anyone says or think. <clears throat> if someone comes to sit here in this church and they receive, good. It makes all the preachers feel all warm and fuzzy. But if they stand up offended and walk out, well, missed opportunity. Not all walked out. One walked out, usually. And maybe five walk out if it's like, if they haven't maybe spoken to one another and they came to the conclusion that I am of the devil and <laughs> they left. <laughs> Even then, the rest are still sitting. So what about them? Yeah. So let's preach to them. Okay? So stop worrying about the one who didn't take it. Stop worrying about the one who didn't receive it. 
let's not be offended. But what about the people that's here? Okay? So, yes, like we now have meetings this weekend. Come to the meetings, okay? <laughs> if you're in the area, come. It's going to bless you, okay? It's going to be great. So, um, but in these meetings, if two people come, we should be free enough to give it our all for those two. But there's more than two watching. Now, you come, okay? <laughs> you get in your car and you come sit here. You'll be blessed, I promise you. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I think the... Um, the message has come over. Let's just get rid of all our clutter in our heads. As Christ has forgiven us, we forgive. Yeah. As, you know, you can never go back to the past and fix everything that you messed up. Just receive grace. Yeah. And then the other person can receive grace. But never hold on to a grudge. Never take offense. Okay? Even if someone broke into your house, even if someone, whatever, okay, over the time. But I just want to mention this one thing of Heidi Baker. Okay, there was this one person um, that was close to her in her home and kept on stealing money out of her. One of the children coming to her home kept on stealing money out of her wallet, out of her purse. Kept on stealing it. She knew it. But she never said anything. Did she need the money? Obviously, otherwise it wouldn't have been in a purse. <laughs> so, but she loved and loved and loved and loved. And then one day the, the revelation came. The, ch the child f didn't feel rejected anymore. The child didn't feel like an orphan anymore. And the, the child's heart changed and the behavior changed. Okay. So, uh, I believe that's, that's how we should live. All right. Do I always get it right? No, but there's grace. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I hope this has blessed you. And um, just another reminder of these meetings that we have. We have breakthrough meetings starting Friday night at, at 7 with Kobus van Rinsberg. Saturday morning at 10 with Marnus Nell. And then uh, Saturday night at, when we start? 6. And then I'll be ministering Saturday night, Sunday morning, 9.30, the Sunday service starts, and Hasty Mayer will be ministering. So everyone there has got something in their heart that can bless you and change your life. It's going to be great. So come and receive breakthrough. Be blessed. Be free. Live without offense. And we'll see you again. Amen.